Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's a Friday. Friday morning. It's Bridesmaids Weekend. I'm not sure if anybody else is in the same boat. But my nieces and my sister-in-law, who are part of the wedding, will stand up with me. They're coming this weekend. We're going dress shopping. My brother's staying home because, in his words, dresses and shopping are not his thing. Oh, okay then. (laughs) I mean, you could just come hang out. but no. No. Guess we don't have the TV or the pizza or whatever else it is that you need at home. So I, I suspect he's looking forward to a weekend all by himself and that he will enjoy that. But yes, I got some plans. Also, next weekend is my second half marathon of the year. And I know I planned this so perfectly. <laughs> I have to run today for two hours. My last long training run before the half marathon, which really does tend to take away from the cleaning that I need to do before my family arrives. But, you know, who needs sleep anyway? I do. I do. We so do. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Happy Friday anyway. We got to sleep fast. Good good morning to you. We got to sleep fast. We got to play football fast. I don't know what we can take away from week number one that still applies in week number two, right? So we're going to see whether we have trends or whether week one was an aberration. Uh, If we've got teams that are starting to establish their identity and find some consistency or nah, all of that will become more apparent as we head through this first week. I'll tell you two things that are apparent though, that we can now say are trends. Are you ready? The Eagles can still dominate in the trenches. They still have an O-line that can push other people around. They can still run the ball. Remember last season? Oh, yeah, we know. They set records for the number of rushing touchdowns in the playoffs, for the number of rushing touchdowns for a quarterback. In you know Jalen Hurts, the way that he was able to run the ball during the postseason, they can still run the ball. It's a plug-and-play situation behind that offensive line. So that's one thing we know is a trend after two weeks. Also, the Vikings can't stop turning the ball over. (laughs) Based on Thursday night football, those are two things that we know to be sure. It was Eagles and Vikings, Amazon Prime. Actually, at times, I wouldn't say it was a a trend, uh, but my 
internet, maybe it was my internet, maybe it was the Amazon Prime, whatever. It kind of buffered a little bit, so I'd get stuck. I'd try to rewind, and it would just give me the circle in the middle of the TV for quite a while. It actually works better on my laptop, but I did have it up on the TV last night for a while until it annoyed me. Uh, So that's not a trend, I'm sure. It's just a one-time thing. I just remember people complaining about it last season. So anyway, Amazon Prime, week two, the rest of the year, we're just going to have to get used to it because they pay a lot of money to the NFL. So back to the Eagles and the Vikings. The Vikings had three turnovers in the first week, and they lost to the Bucs at home. So here they are on the road in Philadelphia. And while both teams turned the ball over in the first half, The turning point where this game got away from the Vikings was end of the first half into the second half. We're on back-to-back drives. They cough up the football. Second and 10 from the Eagles, 31. Cousins, shotgun again, two receivers left. Here comes Hassan Reddick from his front side. Pass left, caught Jefferson. Five, reaches for the end zone, and he's short. Justin caught it at the five-yard line, and he got down to the one. So that's a catch of 30 yards with 33 seconds to go in the first half. Excellent catch by Jefferson, first and goal, Minnesota. Wow, what a, it's, what a great job. That's a, that's a questionable thing. I don't know if they want to look at this and see if he fumbled it, because if he fumbled it out of bounds in the end zone, it's a touchback, and it's Philadelphia's ball. Cousins and the gun. Ty Chandler to his left. Cousins is hit. The football is loose. It's picked up by the Eagles. And down to the five-yard line, it is Fletcher Cox. (laughs) The ball was loose as he was hit, and Fletcher Cox, I've seen him run for a touchdown before, but this time he's seven yards short. First you hear a fumble at the end of the second quarter. Justin Jefferson reaching for the goal line and losing possession of the football. It goes over the pylon, which means it is a touchback. You don't have to like the rule. That's the rule. Everybody knows the rule. So that's the end of the first half, and the Eagles are able to turn that into a field goal. Then, as the Vikings have a chance to recover, they're trailing by six at the break. They've got the ball to start the second half. Kirk Cousins gets hit. It's essentially a strip sack. Ball's knocked away, and the Eagles go the other direction. And so right there, around the half, 10-point swing. And maybe even more than that, maybe even a 17-point. Well, I guess it would have been a 14-point swing because if you consider the Vikings were likely to score. So Justin Jefferson loses the ball at the goal line. If they do get into the end zone there, it's a seven-point Well, seven points for the Vikings. So take the field goal off the board for the Eagles. And then there's no touchdown after the half if they don't cough up the ball again. You've got a massive turnover issue right now for the Vikings because they have lost that battle in the first two games, seven to one. So against the Bucs and the Eagles, they've turned the ball over seven times. That is a major reason why they are... 0-2. It's after hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. So we'll get back to the Vikings and their reaction. But the Eagles, they can hurt you a variety of ways. They may not be in midseason form. They're certainly not in Super Bowl form like what we saw with their offense at the end of last year. But they can hurt you by using the run to set up the pass. 
they can just run the ball. Even if you know they're going to run the ball, you still can't stop it. And one great example of that, first half, a 16-play drive that cost eight minutes. Do you know of those 16 snaps, 13 were run plays? It didn't matter what the Vikings knew was coming, what they were trying to do. The Eagles were able to ram it down their throats. So, yeah, huge day, even without Kenneth Gainwell. DeAndre Swift steps up, 175 yards rushing. What a day for him. Career high, obviously. And then with Jalen Hurts getting into the end zone twice, he just bum rushes in behind the offensive line. The Eagles rack up more than 250 rushing yards. But lest you think you can stack the box and that's the way to slow them down, think again. Third down and four. Into the gun is Hertz. Hertz is back. Hertz looks. Still looking. He is going deep for Smith, who has it. 20, 10, 5, touchdown! Devontae Smith, the bomb! Devontae had a huge day as well. He was over 100 yards. Maybe A.J. Brown wanted to share in some of the action. Uh, We'll get to that. But, yeah, Devontae Smith, he's that deep threat. He's so fast. He can get behind the the second level of the defense. And Jalen Hurts can reach him. So they can hit you with a 63-yard bomb, as you hear with Merrill Reese, or they can pound you into submission on the ground. Again, they're not even close to being the team that went to the Super Bowl last year. They're not that good yet. But you can certainly see the potential. And to a man afterwards, what they had to say is, hey, we'd rather work on it when we're 2-0 and than being 0-2 like the Vikings. Well, they didn't say that. I, I responded with that. Here's the crazy thing about Minnesota, though. They've lost the turnover battle 7-1. to They spotted the Eagles double-figure points off turnovers. And yet, they're right there at the end. And actually had an opportunity to steal this game back. Because Kirk Cousins, well, he's definitely chucking the rock. Cousins, out of the shotgun, steps up. He shoots one deep center of the field. And it's caught. Jordan Addison, 15-10, touchdown. Jordan Addison with the second touchdown he scored this season. It's a 62-yard touchdown throw from Kirk. For Jordan, it is the longest reception of his career, and the Vikings have cut the margin to 27-13. Cousins, first and goal, throws right, caught Hawkinson, touchdown Minnesota. T.J. Hawkinson with his second touchdown this game. That's a five-yard touchdown, and it is 34-27. Greg Joseph, the kickoff. He does. And it is in the hands of the Eagles. They will kneel down on it at the 49-yard line of the Vikings. So the Eagles, Devontae Smith is the man who has it. It's tough, you know. I mean, obviously 7-1 in the last two weeks. uh, Turnover ratios. I mean, that's hard. Uh, You know, it's hard to win in this league when you're you're losing one turnover, you know. And then, you know, we're we're down six right now. That's that's tough. Um, You know, but... I mean, the, the positive side of it is, you know, we've lost these games by nine points. I mean, um, uh, there's no excuse, obviously, for that, and uh, we're 0-2, and that's we have to look ourselves in the mirror during these next three days and and just really, you know, put that on us. It's on us as players. We hold the ball. I mean, when 
when we have the ball, it's an organization in our hands. And, um, you know, it's, it's just it's, it's hard. TJ Hawkinson hauls in a pair of touchdowns. And, yeah, he makes a good point. They've lost both these games by a total of nine points. But they've also had seven take or seven giveaways. The, their opponents have had seven takeaways. So you're, I mean, you're cutting off your nose to spite your face, or is it shooting yourself in the foot? You know me and cliches. <laughs> the, the Vikings could, I don't know, maybe cut that turnover number in half. Say only turn it over four times, and maybe you're two and zero, oh, or at least one and one. So this is kind of tough. Justin Jefferson, same thing took responsibility, said, I'm a captain. I can't be fumbling the ball at the goal line. But there were four different guys that fumbled in last night's game. And so it's a matter of understanding the NFC North is wide open. Okay, so there's no panic there because the division's wide open. But you haven't made the job any easier for yourselves. Proud of the way guys fought. Um, continue to feel like we have you know guys who can make plays and, and be explosive and make this offense go, and, um, you know, Kevin's going to give us a lot of opportunity to do that. As a coaching staff, we've got some work to do uh, to ultimately take a look at really an inventory of eight quarters where, you know, how do we get better in all three phases? I think, uh, you know, there's a lot of areas where we can focus on as a staff uh, to play more complimentary football, which we have not done. I just wanted you to hear that, Kevin O'Connell, because he doesn't say anything that you won't hear from pretty much every other losing coach this weekend complimentary football in all three phases. As it's, a coaching staff, we've got some work to it do. It starts with me. <laughs> I feel like I have the coach speak just, it's imprinted on my brain. I'm going to need something a little different than that. Yeah, he, he says the same, though. The team needs to stay confident. One thing that stands out, and I know they were, they were trucking and ducking because they were trying to get back in this game, but they really aren't running the ball effectively right now either. They're getting dominated by the two D-lines uh, that they have faced so far in Tampa and Minnesota. And last night, 28 yards. They only tried to run the ball eight times for Alexander Madison. If this was the plan, getting rid of Dalvin Cook, then it's back to the drawing board. That That's not going to work. Not in the NFL and certainly not in the NFC North. As for the Eagles, yeah, they're 2-0. and It's a... A lot easier to work on those things that aren't going well. It's a lot easier to watch the tape when you're two and zero. It's way easier to to correct when uh, when you're when you're two and zero, and you know no one, no one's feelings are in it, you know. And so we, we can really we can really press uh, in in this meeting tomorrow that we're going to have with the players and and hold ourselves accountable as coaches and hold them accountable as players, and that's what we'll do. Um, and so obviously we're not clean playing. Uh, we we didn't play our cleanest game, um, you know. I think the first the first week was a little bit of a more clean game for the defense, and that's clean for the offense, and a little bit vice versa uh, tonight. So, um, you know, we'll uh, we'll go back. It's you know, you're right. We're two and zero, um, and a lot of teams would like to be sitting at two and zero. And and like I said, when you're when you're in this position, you can really and, and guys don't know that we're not playing uh, to our the best of our abilities. Um, you, you know, you can really that's where you can make a lot of growth. Now, it's not trouble in paradise. Let's let's not go, let's not stir things up. But a lot of attention drawn to a frustrated A.J. Brown or at the very least a fired up A.J. Brown. He, and, and I can't read lips, but the reports are that he was upset over not getting the football. 
as much as, say, he wanted to, or Devontae Smith was. Four catches on six targets. He wanted to be a little more involved. And I, I guess if you are a wide receiver on this team, the challenge is you have to remain ready, but you know that when you have an advantage like the Eagles O-line did, and you know the game plan is to run the ball, to keep it away from Kirk Cousins so he can't chuck it up and down the field. Justin Jefferson, you don't want him on the field as much as possible. You want to keep him on the sidelines. And so if you're a wide receiver and you're the number one wide receiver, then yeah, I suppose you get a little frustrated watching the ball get handed off over and over and over and over again. At the end of the day, we got really, really good players with really good guys on this team. I, I really, I can't tell you how much I enjoy coming into work and and, st- and spending time with these guys. Like if I'm spending the time away from my family with anybody, I want it to be these guys. So um, that sometimes there's emotion within the game, and I again, like. I know that's speculation of not getting the ball or anything like that. I'm not going to go into to any of that. Um, but I, I know that, you know, I guess what I'm saying is, you know, I've, I've lived this. Like, um, you know, there's going to be ups and there's going to be downs through the season. And it's about, you know, stepping in tomorrow and, uh, you know, getting better from this tape. And, you know, I do know this about this team. They, they genuinely like being around each other and they genuinely, genuinely, you know, one of their greatest motivation is not wanting to let each other down. Um, and so, you know, they want to make plays for each other. They want to do the right thing for each other. And I got no doubt that, um, you know, we'll be we'll be in a good spot uh, tomorrow moving forward. I think um, everybody wants to make plays and everybody wants to contribute. Um, I have no worry about him, you know, and he's, he's, a, he's a great player, great teammate, great friend. And, um, we'll all do any, anything and everything with winning in mind. We won. We won. I want to make it bigger than what it is. Yeah, you know, we talk, we're talking about external factors here. You know, those things don't matter. And what's said out there, um, that could potentially divide um, this group. It doesn't matter. We, we won. Okay, here's here's my thought. It's way too early in the season for this. It's way too early for this, A.J. Brown. And I I understand you want the football. I get it. But you don't need it that badly that you're pitching a fit on the sidelines. Yes, it happens all the time. We see guys get to each other's faces. Do you remember, and this is same division, the Giants last year, very first week, Brian Dayball was jawing at his quarterback. I think it was after a turnover, right? Daniel Jones walks off the field. I think it was an interception. I could be wrong. And he walks off the field, and Brian Dayball gets up in his grill and is yelling at him. I mean, Dayball may spontaneously combust on the sidelines one of these days. So he does that. I understand it's intense, starting in week one, and it it remains intense. But my goodness, A.J. Brown, if what he was really doing was complaining about not having the football, it's way too early in the season for that. How about get five wins under your belt? How about applaud the fact that DeAndre Swift, who is filling in for Kenneth Gainwell, racked up 175 rushing yards? Maybe yell about that on the sidelines. Again, we may not be reading lips correctly. But it certainly does seem, with the way that Sirianni and, and Hertz are talking about it, that, yeah, everybody wants the football. Everybody wants to be involved. It's too early for that. Do it behind closed doors. Do it in film session. Don't do it on the sidelines. It's just, ugh. It's week two. And I hate it when people tell me to relax. 
So I'm not going to tell him to relax because that's disrespectful. But it's just, it's it's a little bit too early in the season for that. I can hear Aaron Rodgers in my brain. R-E-L-A. But, but I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. Yeah, how cool for DeAndre Swift. What a game. And <laughs> even uh, members of his O-line didn't have any idea how many yards he racked up. I actually have no idea um, how many yards he got. Uh, I only know one touchdown that he got. 170. Guys, oh, us a dinner. <laughs> I had no idea. Jordan Mailata, he's getting a dinner on this uh, Friday. It's all on DeAndre Swift. Guys, us a dinner. <laughs> all right, we're off and running. What is the after hours game of the week? And no, you can't pick this one because this one is in the books. So take our poll on Twitter, After Hours CBS, my Twitter too, and then on our Facebook page. We've got some defense to highlight because, you know, defense wins championships. Uh, back half of your QB news, but really it's all under the guise of preview for week two. It's a, I was going to say FUBAR football Friday, but that's not right, is it? I don't use that word correctly, do I? Sometimes I hear you use that word, Producer Jay, but I don't. FUBAR? FUBAR. No. <laughs> I don't think I've ever said that. I, I might oh, now. Oh, you but... say the other word? Which one? You know the other word. The other word? Yeah. Yeah. The one that FUBAR is in place of? Oh, yes. <laughs> so I, I, I don't think FUBAR is, is acceptable. We want to we keep it light around here. It's a fun, fantastic, feathery... <laughs> Let's go to FUBAR. <laughs> FUBAR for... Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Fall Friday, <laughs> here on After Hours. 
CBS Sports Radio. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. Defense wins championships. Defense wins championships. I wanted this so bad. I dreamed this, man. I don't know who the tackle is I'm going against, but I'm, I'm going to kill him. No. And no. I check all the boxes. Late rush. He throws it down the field. Intercepted at the 30. 25-20. Make a Fitzpatrick goes into the end zone. Defense. 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 <laughs> That's dangerous. I have told producer Jay this music gets me fired up. If we're doing a FUBAR football Friday, this is the music we need to have. Because defense is badass, you know. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Let's get after it, shall we? Because we're previewing week two in the NFL, getting you set up for what's to come. And it's not about the quarterbacks only. I mean, sometimes we give them way too much attention, right? How about the other side of the ball? That Sunday night football game between Miami and New England is going to be critical for the Patriots' defense. They cannot give up 466 yards to Tua Tungvaloa on their own field, right? The Patriots starting out with two games at home. They can't turn around and lose two games at home, can they, to start the season? Yeah, Tua's coming in as the AFC Offensive Player of the Week, and Matthew Judon knows it's not just about Tua. There's Tyreek, and there's Raheem, and there's Jalen, and it's a challenge. When you look at this offense, you see a lot of speed in uh, so many positions. Running back, wide receiver, quarterback can actually move pretty well. Uh, You know, tight ends, they have very capable tight ends to stretch the field as well. And so uh, when you look at this this offensive group and the offensive personnel, is is made for you know kind of a street ball game Ooh. kind of a all right if the first play is, isn't broken if first play's in there we can transition to the next play or we can just trans transition to a street ball and still pick up 20 30 yards no doubt tyree kill would appreciate that assessment of his game the speed and the street ball that is one of the candidates for game of the week so take our poll on twitter after our cbs or on our Facebook page. Yeah, another challenge. Well, I guess it should be a challenge, but if Joe Burrow and the Bengals don't plan on playing any better than they did last week in the rain in Cleveland, maybe it won't be a challenge for Baltimore. The Bengals didn't even get to 100 yards passing. However, safety Kyle Hamilton of the Ravens doesn't expect that in week two. He's super disciplined in the way he plays. He he takes what um, he can get, and the great ones do that. Uh, he's very good at knowing what you're in and what you're. Uh, if you're not holding your looks very well, he's gonna uh, dice you up. So we gotta be disciplined in our looks and uh, try to make it a little cloudy for him, not make it a p- clear picture. Uh, but yeah, like you said, he's a great quarterback, and it's a big challenge for us. And they have weapons all over the field. So, uh, but like I said earlier, I think we have the guys to to do it and contain it, and uh, hopefully go out there and get a dub. Okay, that's my new favorite defensive goal make it cloudy for him (laughs) that's awesome I've never heard that before that's fantastic from Kyle Hamilton all right another game inside the AFC well it's AFC South versus AFC West the Chargers have to figure out how to tackle Derrick Henry though I'd prefer they don't actually tackle him well because he is my starting running back on my fantasy team uh Derwin James how do you do it (laughs) 
physics, depending on who you are as a player. Uh, but like I say, you got to swarm. Everybody got to get to the ball. You got to have 11 people to the ball. That's it. Just 11 people. It takes 11 people to tackle Derrick Henry. Also, watch out for a Derrick Henry stiff arm because it happens at least twice a year. It might be you, Derwin James. It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. 11 people. That's it. Just It takes 11 guys. All of you. Just get gang tackle him. <laughs> uh, it's Rams and Niners as the game from the NFC West that could be your pick for game of the week. The Niners looked brilliant last week on defense, specifically against the Steelers, but also the offense was crisp. Nick Bosa returned just in time, and now they get to face the rival Rams. Stafford's one of the best in the league, and he showed that last week. Um, we're going to have to pressure him, make him uncomfortable. Um, but yeah, it's a pretty revamped O-line, new guys, so we'll have to watch some tape and get, get a feel. Now, the big challenge for the Rams defense is slowing down Christian McCaffrey. Last week had a 65-yard run in which he's bouncing off defenders. I mean, he he's the highest-paid running back in the league for a reason. And with the other weapons the Niners have, it's hard to focus solely on him. Big challenge for Aaron Donald and the Rams D. They got a good back, so you got to be stout. You got to be square. You got to um, play with good technique um, to be able to, you know, play against the back like that. Um, you know, because he can skinny through lower holes and, and, and make plays for 50-yard, 60-yard runs on you. So um, you got to be stout. You got to be disciplined. And then, you know, when your opportunities come to take them chances, you take them, man. You got to make the play. So. It's a big one in the NFC West. Cardinals also in the NFC West, and they will host the New York Giants. So the Giants got blown the bleep out last week against Dallas. Did not score a point. It was brutal. 40 to nothing. They were dominated in the trenches, but pretty much everywhere else. Can the Cardinals try to do the same thing against the Giants? Well, the first goal, according to Buda Baker, is Saquon Barkley. When you have a great back like Saquon, you know that's going to be the way they start the game, trying to uh, you know get him involved. And, uh, you know, that's going to be our job to stop the run. A lot of you told me Arizona would be the last team in the NFL to win a game this season. Okay. We'll see. The Commanders barely, and I mean barely, scraped by them. It's only a late touchdown rumble by Sam Howell. You know, everyone loves Sam Howell. Can the Cardinals get a win in their home opener? We shall see. The Raiders beat the Broncos by a point. So now Jimmy Garoppolo's Raiders can go to 2-0 if they can win in Buffalo, where the Bills Mafia will be crazed because of what happened last weekend. But yeah, for Marcus Epps, the Raiders, safety. This is about containing Josh Allen because, no, he's not going to turn the ball over four more times, right? Just knowing you got to respect the deep part of the field. Um, you know, we know they like to take their shots, and, you know, we know what he can do with his legs, so we got to be ready to plaster um, for scramble drills as well. But, plaster. I mean, you know, Josh is a great player. Um, like you said, one of the best in the league. So it's going to take a, a our best game for to beat this team, real good team. All right, forget quarterbacks. We're just going to listen to the defensive guys from now on. First of all, Kyle Hamilton gives me a new term for defense. I want to make it cloudy. I, do I sound smart when I say that? I like I'm going to make it cloudy. It's not going to be a clear picture. It's going to be cloudy like there's a thunderstorm rolling in. Low visibility. Be really low visibility on the field. And then Marcus Epps gives us the... Wait, I forgot. That's right, plastered. Shoot, I got all excited about cloudy, then I forgot about pla plastered. 
I mean, I don't think that's legal in the NFL. You can't plaster quarterbacks. It's actually against the rules. <laughs> you know, a- we know what he can do with his legs, so we got to be ready to plaster. Oh! Someone ring up the NFL. Actually, once Josh Allen takes off, he is, in fact, a running back when it comes to the rules, and that's what makes the Bills coaching staff nervous. And I think Bills Mafia nervous, too. I've been saying it for a couple years now. When Josh Allen is your top running back, you've got a problem. That's not – well, I mean, generally they win that way, but that's not a recipe for long-term success. He should not be the lead back in the box score. So I get a little nervous when it happens. And think about last week, four turnovers by Josh Allen. He was – A little skittish, I think. The Jets were getting to him. They were putting pressure on him. He got hit a bunch. And toward the end of the game, he was forcing it. Josh Allen has taken this responsibility, the accountability on himself. Now they're home in Orchard Park against the Raiders. So, wait, what? Tell me, Jay. Tell me. I had a Stefan Diggs about that they're still working things out. Oh, let's hear from Stefan. Wait, are, are they friends again? Are they brothers now? I don't know about that. Yes, they are. Don't start rumors, Producer Jay. We did some good things out there, but we uh, obviously did some things that weren't characteristic for all of us. I feel like uh, we all can kind of lean on each other and learn from the loss. Um, at moments, you know, we were shining. We felt like we were going to win there. At other moments, you know, it kind of got, got away from us a little bit. So uh, kind of continuing just to get on the same page and continue to uh, move in that right direction. I, I, you, you try to take it with a grain of salt, like, you know what I'm saying? It's in the past now. Nothing we could do about it, but learn from it, move forward, and let's try, not, let's try to be better next time or be better in the, in the future. I feel like Stephon Diggs should be delivering the pregame motivational speech in the locker room and not Sean McDermott. Or maybe considering what happened with the Bills team reporter. Did you hear about this? Oh, my goodness. A reporter is a female. If you want to know her name, go look her up. I'm not trying to embarrass her because it's a, a mistake that – People in media make, I say all the time, when you are anywhere near a microphone, even if you think it's off, even if it is off, don't talk in front of a microphone unless you want the whole world to hear what you're saying. Because there are times, technology, where you may think the mic is off, but it can be turned on somewhere else. It can be turned on remotely. And so this female reporter who covers the bills was talking too close to a hot mic and they... Her comments were picked up, and her comments were about Stephon Diggs. In fact, she said, he'll look in my in my face and say, bleep you, that's how he treats everybody. Stephon Diggs was relatively gracious about it. He said that the comments were hurtful and insulting, and that's not his character, and that he's never said anything remotely close to that to her. So he did defend himself. But he's also a captain, right? And he he wants to make sure that that's not the focus moving forward. He and Josh Allen need to be on the same page. Actually, it was Stefan who last week went up to Josh and like gave him the double high five and said, hey, we, we got to go. Let's go. But come on now. I, I actually feel badly for her. But then I think, I guess she'll never do it again. Never make that mistake again. She owned up to it on Twitter. She did. Yeah. She did. Still, though, I'm embarrassed for her. Oh, my gosh. Don't make comments near a mic that you don't want the entire world to hear. Because now the entire world has. It's out there. It's gone viral. The entire world has the chance to hear it. Assume it's on. Oi. Yes, assume it's on. 
It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Or even if it's not on, it's still on. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. Hungry for a taste of the most delicious audio of the night? You came to the right place. It's time for Bite Me with Amy Lawrence. Here's Amy Lawrence. We are running the gamut. Defense wins championships, QB news, Thursday night football, and bite me. Did that sound like a chomp? (laughs) All right, don't show off. Let's not get cocky. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. So let's take it from a different angle, shall we? Uh, By far... Well, uh, Cowboys and Niners look like the best teams in the league last week, but it was week one. Let's see who can establish a trend. It wasn't just the Niners' defense. It was also the offense, and they had extra opportunities, and and they just looked efficient and crisp. And Brock Purdy, healthy, play in the way that the Niners need him to. Just distribute the ball to your playmakers. Don't try to do too much. Be steady Eddie, essentially. And... He does want to move around a little more this year. I'm not sure we're supposed to be telling other teams this, but the secret is out. The cat is out of the bag. Purdy wants to scramble. I'm not always thinking run, run, run. It's, you know, how can I dish it off to my playmakers for them to go get the yards? Um, But in the right, you know, situation, if I see some green grass, okay, let's go. um, (laughs) I feel like as I've played more and more, gotten a little bit better of a feel of it. I feel like at first I was, you know, a little tentative to, you know, scramble and whatnot, but as I've played, it's like, all right, you know, the defense gives me 10 yards, let's take it. Well, considering that he is the newly installed QB1 of my fantasy team, Wookiee of the Year, as well as Jay's fantasy team, because apparently we can only have the same quarterback starting for our fantasy team, uh, we would like him to scramble. Just please don't get hurt. Please don't get hurt. That's all we're asking. Actually, Jay, I got this tweet earlier, which I think you will be interested in. Comes from a fan of the Niners. You're very lucky to have Brock on your fantasy team and in your fantasy league this late. It says this late. It's only week two. I don't... He'll consistently deliver you 20 to 32 fantasy points per oh, week. Gosh. And contrary to the East Coasters' beliefs, of course, because it's got to be adversarial, he's a top five QB. You will see. Also, it's my understanding he's a Star Wars fan. Boom! That's what I say. Forget I'm 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 all Brock Purdy or bust now. Let's go. His lips to God's ears. <laughs> 22 to 30 fantasy points a week. So that's it. right. We need that. Uh, Tom Brady actually thinks that the Niners are the team to beat after Week One. They do an incredible job, and Kyle does an incredible job of of getting maximizing the talents and abilities of his players, and he knows what he's working with. And guys who are dangerous with the ball in their hands, like Christian McCaffrey, like Debo Samuel, he finds such unique ways to get them the ball. Then it's Ayuk, and all those guys are hard to bring down. Then it's Kittle, and he does such a good job keeping the, keeping the team off balance. And I think 
the thing I appreciate about the 49ers that's a little bit lost, I think, in today's football is their ability to run the football. You know, every team wants to run the football, but there's so few teams that are running the ball well, you know, in the last few years, too. That's Tom Brady on the Let's Go podcast. Now, consider that as much as Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch have put together a winning team, one black mark on their record certainly is Trey Lance. They move up to get him at number three overall. Now he's a member of the Dallas Cowboys. Stephen Jones, who's part of the brain trust, the Jones family that uh, makes the personnel decisions for the Cowboys. He actually got on Sirius XM NFL radio and said, hey, Trey Lance is not Dak's replacement. This is a guy who's backing him up and is our emergency plan. We just felt like that Trey gave us something that improved that room uh, in terms of if uh, something were to happen to Dak. uh, So we all know he's missed, I think, uh, you know, over 15 games over the last three years. So you know, if, if something were to happen and uh, you needed to uh, make a run without Dak, then you want to uh, have given yourself every opportunity to uh, uh, have the best chance to go in there and have success without Dak. But Dak's the unquestioned uh, leader here uh, on this football team. He's got rare skills in that area in terms of uh, being able to lead the team. Uh, you know, we look at Dak as a guy who's going to be around here for many, many years to come. And I uh, just really felt like Trey Lance, uh, you know, upgraded the room and gives us a chance if something were to happen to Dak, uh, you know, to stay in the mix. But it is interesting that Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch had this fairly major failure. Uh, they do have Brock Purdy now, but Trey Lance did not pan out and they've traded them away. But The Cowboys are willing to take him. They like what he adds to the QB room, and I hope he's happy there. I really do. Uh, While we're keeping up with the Joneses, uh, uh, Steven, Daniel, no relation. Yeah, Daniel Jones got a taste of that Dallas defense last week, and now he expects the Cardinals to come at him the same way. I feel they'll come out ready to go and, and uh, come out aggressive. They're a fast defense. They play really hard and, and fly to the ball. So um, I would certainly expect them to do that. And uh, we, you know, intend on coming out the same way. Mm. The Giants fall into an 0-2 hole. There's going to be a lot of uproar. because they Stumbles can't. down at the 15. He could not get there. They... <laughs> the, <laughs> the laughing... Ross Tucker in the background. Uh, they pay Daniel Jones a lot of money. And if they start out 0-2, and ooh, the shine may come off a little bit. So they're on the road in the desert. The Buccaneers are looking to go 2-0. It's because Baker's back, baby. They host the Chicago Bears this weekend. And I don't know if you heard this on NFL Films, but Baker Mayfield celebrated last week's victory in a unique manner. That's game, boys. Now we got a group hug in the showers tonight, fellas. Oh, 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 you gonna do it? What are you doing? What are you doing? Front flip? All right. Don't you embarrass us. <laughs> okay, I'm pretty sure he said group hug in the shower. You think he's fooling about that, or? Now we got a group hug in the showers tonight, fellas. Oh, oh, yeah, I'm pretty sure he did actually say that. And then instead, some guys like now nah, just do a front flip. <laughs> Leave me out of this. <laughs> I'm not gonna fall for that trap. All right. Baker, there's always a hot mic around when you're a quarterback in the NFL. I don't really care. <laughs> All right. 
Please take our Game of the Week poll after hours Game of the Week on my Twitter, A-Law Radio, on our Facebook page, too, after hours with Amy Lawrence. A lot of you already weighing in on what is now a Friday morning. It's a Friday morning. I love football Fridays. This show went so fast. So fast. About as fast as Devontae Smith down the middle of the field past the quarterback, the safety, the second line of defense. Everybody. Everybody. Jay, how are you feeling about your – wait, what is your survivor pick? Probably leaning Cowboys. I haven't decided yet. Oh, but don't copy me. We can't both be out if they lose. I, might I know. To, I might go Baker Mayfield in the box. Okay, that's that's bold. It's, it's possible. Uh, yeah, no group hug in the showers. But anyway, no. I'm going Cowboys. Let's go Cowboys. Yeah. Talk to you Sunday night. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. Boom! You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.